one. Hello and welcome to the unofficially official Mandalorian after show. That was the way and we got a lot to talk about. We have the return of Bill Burr's character. We have uh, a show from kind of an imperial point of view and we find out that the Empire has some of the worst security measures in the galaxy. <laughs> more on that later. Uh, but uh, we have one more episode, uh, but today we're talking about The Believer. And if I wasn't going to get copyrighted for it, I probably would have started playing uh, I, uh, The Monkeys, I'm a Believer right now. <laughs> you could always insert it later. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. if we well, say you know, like 10 seconds, then it's legal. I think there's like a rule. Fair use. It falls under fair, fair use. use. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fair use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, this was a pretty exciting episode, I thought. I really, really like this episode. And this just hit me uh, just a few few minutes ago before we got on, before we got on air. Um, this was, as far as I can remember, the first episode since the very first episode that Grogu was not in the episode at all. Right. Yeah. And there was no child in, no kid in the episode. Yeah. He was completely gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was, I think, my favorite episode on first viewing of the entire show. And so mm -hmm. when I realized that it was, there was also no Grogu, I'm like, do I have to think about that maybe i don't like the child i don't think they're necessarily related but i i did notice both of those things yeah i just really like bill burr so i he was that was amazing I mean, even outside of star wars i'm a huge bill burr fan uh his stand-up comedy anytime he's on joe rogan's podcast i love bill burr he's just somebody i can relate to you know what i mean <laughs> like he just yeah. gets it and then when i saw him pop up as mayfeld in the first season i was like yeah that's awesome they brought him in because he used to talk about how he hated star wars and now he's in yeah. star wars interesting and then when they said they were bringing him back i was just like yes yes and that was one of my favorite episodes of last season was his episode that he was in that was just a great uh fun little um heist type of movie where they're you know trying to trying to get uh break someone out of prison just a fun little episode yeah. And I know um, we talked about it where it was like, that is ripe for bringing back. I didn't know which character they choose to bring back. Um, but it mm -hmm. was, to me, it was such a perfect setup. Like it was a great episode in and of itself. And then it was a perfect setup. Like, oh, you could just bring one of those people right back in. And yeah. I think they, I, I wouldn't have necessarily chosen Bill Burr's character myself because it seemed kind of one dimensional and like, oh, he's just psycho. That's not really that interesting. But the writing that he got for him and what he did with the role in this episode. I'm, yeah. I'm so impressed. Like, I don't know anything about him personally. I'm not sure I've seen him before, but I was so impressed. Yeah. It gave yeah. me a lot of depth in this episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, he went from being just a former Imperial to, you know, you really got a I lot of um, people wise ass. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I loved seeing that prison war, that prison world, and you know, to show how. Um, if you notice, he was uh, working on a Tie Fighter. They were trying to get different materials to from the Tie Fighter, which was kind of this weird dichotomy of, you know, trying to get something from the past and you know, taking something that had been this, 
you know, horrible death machine and trying to, you know, turn it into something productive. Um, What's cool too. And maybe it's just because my nerd, like lizard brain noticed this, uh, you know, I've always talked about you, Mark, you've heard me on my podcast before talk about how I'm a big uh, supporter of practical effects and stuff. And mm -hmm. instead of producing everything and making molds and making this stuff you've never seen before, how they make props out of stuff like everyday stuff, you can go buy at the store. Like mm -hmm. Qui-Gon's communicator was a Gillette, a female, a woman's Gillette razor that was spray painted that looked like a communicator. That's what, that's what it was. If you look at the, the tools that he had while he was trying to take the TIE fighter apart, it was a, uh, buffing like an electric buffer machine for a car that had the buffer oh. wheel taken off and it had like this thing that they'd made it, it was it, it was just cool to be able to see stuff like yeah. that and how they're making props yeah. out of other things instead of just building props yeah well and this this is um you mentioned that we did an interview with uh, a guy by the name of richard stride who was the this is for our, our other show um, uh, I think you probably know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, he was the double for Obi-Wan yeah. in uh, episodes two and three. And he also played, um, he played several different characters, uh, but he also played the, um, the, the uh, Geonosian king or oh, leader. Pago the Lesser? Yeah. Pago the Lesser. Yeah. And there's a scene where he's supposed to give the, um, the Death Star plans to uh Count Dooku and they didn't have the actual disc what they did was they went across the street and got a air freshener a car air freshener and took it out and turned it and <laughs> taped it up and put it right there and the line that he's supposed to give that you know shows up translated is um the something about the Jedi can't find out about the ultimate weapon or we're all doomed but the line that he actually told gave uh told um What's his, uh, yeah, uh, Dooku was here. You go, sir. Something to freshen up the galaxy with. And he said he lost it. He said, ever, ever, ever after that, after that, they had to do, he said, the uh, production crew hated them because they had to do like about 50 takes. Because every time he would just start getting the giggles, they both would start getting the giggles every time they were trying to do the scene. That sounds about right. Anyway, that's a that's yeah. a little aside there. Well, yeah. but I do wonder in this, I would love to see the original, you know, screenplay for this episode because knowing that Bill Burr is a as a comedian or whatever, like, did he slip TPS reports in there, or did the writer slip that in there? Did he, you know, did he come up with brown eyes, or did the writer come up with brown eyes, or did the writer, or did the writer elevate the comedy because they knew they were writing for a comedian? Like, I want to know the yeah. evolution of all of that because as it turned out, and honestly, that's it's not the Grogu not being in it it's the comedy that was in this episode it's the reason I think yeah. it's my favorite it was it was natural comedy it didn't because it, it's didn't came off, come off like he was trying to play a comedian or a funny role it just right. took, came off as someone who just just naturally funny right yeah. Um, yeah, putting on this guy's armor, yeah. it's really stinky, you know? Uh, yeah. I can't see yeah. anything in this helmet. How can I drive like this? You know, like all of those just little moments that maybe another actor yeah. wouldn't have either been given or made yeah. of it. And I just- Yeah, because even though it was, like you said, even though it was a funny episode and had funny scenes in it, it didn't come off as being a necessarily comedic episode. Right. It was just an episode of The Mandalorian that happened to have some funny parts in it. Yeah. I, I love and, and like show. my level of humor like my level of observational like isn't it weird that sort of humor and I think it just tickled me 
and, and it yeah. wasn't just Bill Burr either. I mean, even Tamara Morrison had a line in there that was funny where they were trying to decide who was going to go down. And he's like, oh, I'm pretty sure they'd recognize my face. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. like that was great. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> I, I loved it. And and he was rocking the clean armor too, the the freshly repainted yeah. armor. They, yeah, they, does he have like a paint yeah. shop on? Yeah, they stopped blood? by like... Sherwin Williams' planet <laughs> on the way to uh, go pick up Mayfeld. Right. There you yes. go. That, that must be it. Yeah, I was... and, and I loved his reaction when he first saw when he first saw Boba Fett. He was like, <laughs> "Oh crap! Like, oh, I thought you were someone else." And then he's like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> yeah. No, really, from that first moment that Bill Burr is on screen, he was doing that sort of is this going to work out for me or am I going to be killed? You know? And I think that's what was really interesting to me is, you know, I, I'm still not hundred percent sure who the believer is in this episode. Like the, the title always makes perfect sense to me, except for this one. Yeah. But it, to me, it was, it was meant as like a threat. I thought it was going to be Mayfield and that he was still a believer in the empire and he was setting everybody up, you know, and to mm -hmm. get turned in or whatever. And so I was worried about that the whole time. And he plays it so well of that, like, should I stay here in the chop field? I don't want to get on the ship with these people. Like all the way from there to the very end where he's walking away and he turns around because I think he thinks they're going to shoot him back. in the back. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a few, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it to it because there's something I want to talk when we get to the end. There's something I do want to mention, talk about that, that scene there. Um, but I loved the, the fact that in a lot of this, this was really done from the Imperial point of view. And you see the empire. This the, there's some a lot of scenes where this was really done to almost humanize the empire. And even Bill Burr says that you know the, where they're going through the, the village, and you see the um, the the kid the, the the little kid there looking up at them, and he's, he even says you know it's like to these guys it doesn't make any difference. New Republic Empire, it's all the same. Right. Just one, just a new it, new it face to mirrors, the same it, government. It kind of What's mirrors. that. DJ said in Last Jedi when he was like, you know, you're it's just a big machine partner, don't join. You know, when he's telling talking to yeah. Finn about how both sides produce weapons, it it goes right along with that line. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's just the same. Well, and it's the first yeah. time I think it's from uh the Incredibles or whatever, where it's like, you got me monologuing, you know, like the bad guy. And it's just one of those things we've never heard an Imperial officer monologue before, right? We've we've heard them, you know be creepy and and be be bad but like we've never heard a you know straight something like that of yeah, yeah. we needed to or at least i haven't maybe it's in the clone wars a bunch or whatever but in the in well, the you know thematic uh cinematic you know ones it's just we're just they are bad and we know that and every once in a while they get a line or two to yeah to force that but like no this guy was monologuing and i we've never heard that before yeah and he put like a like you said the empire's always been evil for evil's sake. It's right. like, oh yeah, they're evil. But this put a, almost a reason behind that. I mean, not that it's necessarily good, but, you know, he said, he's, you know, when he said, he's like, people, you know, freedom is, is great, but what people really care for is order. And right. when you have chaos, and that's what led to the eventually the rise of the empire in the first place, when you had so much chaos in the old republic, that when you have someone coming in and say, hey, I can give you order, you know, it's almost like there's a, uh, there was, uh, I know I'm going to get this wrong, but there was a saying during, the, about the, about Mussolini, during his right of, uh, rise about something to the effect of, 
yeah, we don't have any you know, personal freedoms, but at least the trains run on time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, it was, it was kind of, you know, it was almost the same thing. It's like, yeah, sure, you know, but hey, at least we have order. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I did love the, I mean, seeing seeing the, you know, the troopers cheering when, the, when the, the last transport comes in. And, you know, seeing, you know, it's, for a second there, you're like, oh, yeah, you, you almost forgot that these were the bad guys. Right. Like Mayfield well, cheering as the TIE fighters fly over. Right. Yeah. Um, no, they, they set that up. That's that's a hero moment, right? Usually uh, yes. wings. They gave the Empire hero the hero moment. So um, although you don't think about it too hard, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I mean he mentions, you know, when they're being attacked by the pirates, as he calls them, but then when you really look back at it, those weren't pirates, those were insurgents. Well, I want to know what they were doing. I mean, were they blowing... they were trying to blow up the they were trying yeah. to, you know. Now that you they say, were insurgents. I didn't they were trying to that. I was rooting against those guys. And I didn't I, even yeah, but that. were they doing it because their planet is being raided and mined exactly. and pillaged? Exactly. You know? they're, they're... They were the natives of that planet. Right. And the Empire was the invaders that were there strip mining their world. And they were trying to, you know, get them off. Yeah. And it was shot in but such again, a way, the way they that said... they're happy when they all get mowed down by, yeah. You know, yeah, by the TIE fighter. But then you, you look back and you're like, Oh, which I think in a way, looking back at it, I think that's exactly what the director was trying to do was to get you to cheer, but then to look back at it and go like, oh, yeah, oh, I was cheering the bad guys. <laughs> Wait a minute. I feel dirty. I was cheering villains. Yeah. But it also shows you again, like Bill was saying, that there's not that much difference between, you know, it, they were soldiers. I mean, you know, any, you know, they were just so when that last shipment comes in, yeah, mission accomplished, and they were excited and happy, and just like any, you know, any soldier would have been when they're when they accomplish a mission. It doesn't matter who they're fighting for and who they're serving with. I do. Mission have was accomplished. Yeah. I do have questions about their efficiency, though. If they're that happy that twenty percent of the transports didn't die and made it there, like maybe you have a supply chain issue, guys. They're, they're a glass half full kind of group. You know what I mean? Like it's like and when you knock your glass over and you're like, oh, but there's still like that half a sip in the bottom, and you still drink it anyway. I mean, they and made such a big talk- deal out of it. Did they really not expect anyone to make it back? And in which I- case? Who were the guys that got chosen for this job, you know? <laughs> they yeah. standing around drawing straws. Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> and let's talk about their uh, their, their security methods. So apparently <laughs> all you There's need a reason is a the face. Empire lost the damn war. <laughs> There's a reason. There's several reasons, but this is the reason. Although, although is that like the um is that is that like the uh the um the captcha version of you know right. the I'm uh, not a robot on the computer. Uh, I am not a robot. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I am not a rebel. I am, yes, I'm not a rebel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I did feel like I liked the way we got there. I obviously am always happy to see Pedro Pascal's face. So I'm not complaining, but it was very clunky in the way that it was written, right? Like it was clunky yeah. from the beginning of the like, oh, well, it has to be, you know, the Mandalorian that ends up going with him because everyone else's face is on this register. And then it had to be him that walked into the thing because Bill Burr forgot his helmet in the car. It was like, it was just a little too clunky. And I felt like they could have smoothed that out yeah. because the whole time I was just like, we yeah. get it. He's going to take off his helmet. We get it. Um, 
but yeah, the, the security system being anyone who's not a known rebel can activate this I, was interesting. I, like how much is the I, people in the I'm facility not can? Sure like, how that worked because when, when we did our last episode of the podcast, we had a guy on uh, Nick Albers and he was talking that he thought that meant that Din Djarin was a former Imperial because mm, his yeah. face was in the registry, but I no. I don't know. Yeah. You got to relive. Yeah, I, I, I had to re-listen to it, but it's like anyone who's not a known new Republic or rebel okay. will be able to access it, which is also just not how that would work. Right. Yeah, But, but does, the Empire yeah. doesn't have an entire database of every single rebel in the rebel Alliance. Right. You they don't have you, that database. They have like the hierarchy. Right, they got right. Leia and Han and Luke and Mon Mothma. They've got them, but not some like Joe Schmo from, you right. know, back world, yeah. you know, whatever, and and just decided to join because he wanted to get off of, you know, whatever planet he was on. And it's yeah. much easier yeah. to have a registry of who is allowed to watch or who is allowed yeah. to access this, yeah, right? You have your own stormtroopers and those people. So very strange, but yeah, yeah it doesn't, I, yeah, I yeah. did see that conspiracy, that sort of idea, like, oh, that means, you know, his face is in there. I'm like, no, 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 you got to go back and listen to it. So yeah, you're not, don't prove that you're not, not supposed to be there. Just prove <laughs> you're supposed to be there and it's way easier. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, I did love the, um, the, the deer and headlights look that Den had during that whole time that he had the, uh, that, uh, uh, yeah. Or, or even when, when Boba made that comment, I'm pretty sure they'll recognize my face and he was just, <sighs> all right, let's do this. Yeah, no, I thought it was a really interesting and quiet sort of choice to have him be so muted during that entire scene, right? We know he's uncomfortable having his helmet off. You know, this Imperial mm -hmm. officer is staring right at him. This, you know, sort of enemy that he, guy that he hates, Mayfield is, is staring right at him. And he's so muted, right? And I can, I can, empathize with that and like a situation where you're not comfortable your personality changes right he's so chatty when he's got his his helmet on um and and, and so i really like felt for him and then especially when it was clear that mayfield was going to start something right like yeah watching i, thought, I mean watching I he was gonna swing face on the go guy. That. and then watching also him look at him be like oh my god this is about to happen <laughs> I, he was just that subtle like Mm -mm, mm -mm, don't do it no. I, I thought he was going to swing on the guy and he ended up just blasting him. okay well we're going that route okay yeah. cool. and that was the classic scene of the the uh, the, the, the stormtrooper walking in with, with, the, the, with the plane just face. looking at like he just uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I was trying to figure out where that officer where I knew that where I knew that officer from and because mm -hmm. I, I was like man I know who he is I know who he is I can't place him though and then it finally hit me from uh, just for me, I know he's probably been in other things, but for me, it was the guy from Kingsman, the golden circle or no, the first Kingsman movie. Which one was that? Was that secret sir? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. The Kingsman, the first Kingsman movie. He was the guy that was tying people to the railroad tracks, testing them during the Kingsman's tests. And he was the ones going, you get to tell us about the Kingsman's exit. And he's like, all right. And you know, before the train doesn't run him over, that was that guy. And, and it's just for some reason, I, it took me forever to figure out where I knew that guy from. But he was a perfect. He was also on uh, Game of Thrones. OK. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was the, a perfect fit for Imperial officer. Though. Yeah, he was. It, was, it was also interesting that I someone pointed this out, too, that usually when you hear Imperial officers talk, they have that very posh British accent. Crisp and he had a proper. southern he had a very southern southern draw to it. Um, 
which was kind of which was very interesting. I don't know if that was done on purpose if they purposely uh, cast a an actor that had a southern accent or or if they gave him a southern accent for a reason. But it definitely was a def- an interesting choice, you know. After hearing the uh, the upper class British accent throughout most of the Empire, to hear suddenly, you know, it's like, "How y'all doing? Y'all want to join the Empire?" <laughs> yeah, interesting. I hadn't I hadn't really thought about that, but that's definitely true. So. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, um, they also another thing that I noticed in here was they had my favorite sound effect of all time in star wars you bring that up i already i already know what it is this the the sonic the sonic charge I, the seismic charges yep that moment of silence before you that is the coolest yes. sound effect when, when the slave one star was taken wars. off i kept telling kirstie i was like oh my god oh my god please do a seismic charge please do a seismic charge please do a seismic charge and as soon as it cut to the back of the ship and you see that door open i was like and I never thought I'd be that excited for a stupid bomb, but it was just so happy that they were actually doing that callback. Yes. Um, another thing that, that was proved that also proved, you know, true is that when it comes to stormtroopers, if you're not a main character, stormtroopers have perfect pain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, you're fodder. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where yeah. that line from episode four comes from, right? Like only only stormtroopers could be so precise if you don't have any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I and I, it was interesting. Um, also, with their armor, right? Like, you know, the fact that Kara could like elbow them in the armor and knock them out. I was like, I mean, I know she's a tough, right? Yeah. She is a badass chick, but I was like really <laughs> you know we're elbowing yeah. people now and the and actually my husband pointed out i didn't notice it the first time when he's when when din is up there fighting he like uses you know his like where his best car would be and it's shit ar- oh sorry it's very bad armor and so he has to change his fighting style like his fighting mm-hmm. style is totally mm-hmm. different than the like you know deflection with his best car yeah. and when he climbs back down in he's like grunting in pain like he's gonna have some bruises tomorrow that uh that yeah. he's not used to having to worry about he, he had a hell of a day that day <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well yeah, you I- also have to remember that you know this may not be even up to standard armor from even the height of the empire Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, the empire isn't, you know, they don't have the resources that they did. That's why Moff Gideon is in a light cruiser instead of a Imperial Star Destroyer, because, you know, probably Imperial Star Destroyers of that, you know, that size are few and far between. Right. Well, so it would make sense, you know, with a resource. Point, at this star point, of empire. Line, Battle of Jakku has not happened yet at this point. It hasn't. It hasn't happened yet. So this... That would mean all the capital ships are gathering out in the unknown region somewhere. I mean, they, it can't have happened yet because unless maybe it did, because he did make the comment, the Boba made a comment in the last episode. Well, the empire's back. And well, I don't. Well, and don't well, he, he Mayfield mentions operation Cinder. Right. Yeah. 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 That was the start. That was right after return of the Jedi. Yeah. He mentions, he mentions operation Cinder. Let me look at and, that. I rely on you guys to tell me these things because I wasn't I'm, sure. I'm the canon is, junkie. I'm supposed to have. I'm supposed to know. This is five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I, I, and I didn't, I wasn't sure about any of that. I did notice with Moff Gideon's ship that like, you know, if there are these X-Wing patrols and stuff like that in the previous episodes, the fact that they haven't noticed, you know, those, the supply ship on, uh, on Mon Cali and they haven't noticed Moff Gideon's ship just like cruising around wherever it wants. It's, they clearly don't have yeah. a very good, uh, web setup yet, but even, even, I think it was the captain, uh, Teva or whatever says, you know, there's something going on out here and no one else is really believes me, but. I figured yeah, that must all be setting up that stuff. The Battle of Jakku has not happened yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Mandalorian. So we're still at that Imperial Remnant stage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they haven't signed the Galactic Concordance or anything like that. Right. Right. Okay. So technically, the Galactic Civil War is still going on. Technically, but the Rebellion's just been rebranded as the New Republic. New, New Republic. That's yeah. Based, yeah. Because the Empire was still like doing it, it was in its like death throes. For that yeah. last like three or four years, something like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah at least six now. If we're up to here, so uh, which maybe we'll get a mention of the Battle of Jakku somewhere because, right. like we said with the with the Operation Cinder, I that was a nice touch because for us canon junkies, for people who keep up on everything and read the comics and, and everything, that means something to us. But there's people sitting at home who've only watched the Star Wars movies that are watching this have no clue what Operation Cinder is, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But for us, we're like, oh, I see what you did there. Nice, nice, nice little, uh, nice little mention of it. That was that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea that was after, after the Death Star, right? I had no idea. So that's really it was immediately after, yeah. Because basically, the the Operation Cinder was these like red Sentinel droids brought a, a message from the Emperor, his final order, uh, in the event of his death, and told all these high ranking officials to start Operation Cinder. And it was it was the final order he was to give, basically as revenge for killing him. Okay. No. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Oh, it's cool. One thing I thought was interesting was um, we get to see, you know, we see Bill Burr, you know, doing some pretty cool stuff, you know, with, but we finally at the end get to see, you know, him do what he was trained to do as an Imperial, which was he was an Imperial sharpshooter. And we see that him take that shot and hit that that was cool give, give me that cycler rifle <laughs> just a slug thrower it, it wasn't even a blaster or was it or was it i thought it, it I thought was it was, it was a um it was the same type of weapon that like the um the same people use was it okay it was so that, but i think he shot a blaster bolt out of it which is funny because the cycler rifle is supposed to be a slug thrower which shoots bullets hmm. I, don't I don't know i'd have to maybe watch I'm it again. i have to watch it again <laughs> yeah so gotta get back on Google. Say, he did say that cycler rifle because I, I I noticed that. So um yeah. yeah, well, and as soon as he did that, I was like, oh, this is the reason Kara's gonna let him go, you know. Uh yeah. That that I did I did like I was half expecting them to say, Hey, you know, come on, come on, come aboard, you know, we can uh we, yeah, we can use an you. extra hand, but right. I, I did find it interesting though that they just left him on the planet. They didn't say like we can take you to a place and drop you off. They're like, no, nah, you're fine here. Right. Oh. Yeah, you just blew up an entire entire Imperial uh, facility. And, you know, you just kill, you know, murdered, you know, uh, a bunch of higher, you know, of, uh, you know, medium ranked Imperial officers, but you should be fine here. Yeah, no one's going to come looking they... for you or come, come to investigate that incident or there won't be any follow-up. No. I think they did mess it up, guys. Because I just looked it up. A cycler rifle is a slug thrower. Oh, okay. So I'm getting ready to check. 
So maybe they okay. liked the name and they liked the different concept and they were just like, well, Brian, Brian won't call us out. Yeah, Brian won't figure this out. He's an idiot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. no, but I could, tell, I could tell that blowing at the facility. I mean, I, I like the choice of leaving him there because, you you know, and maybe now that I think about it, maybe he's the believer, like he's believing in the, the other cause. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the idea mm. of leaving Mayfield there because it's not helping him really, right? It's not, oh, we'll drop you off on the planet of your choice, you know, and, and this way they have plausible deniability too of like, oh yeah, we thought he died in the blast. Yeah. And oh, if someone finds him, she's not going to get in trouble because it turns out he, he didn't. But also uh, I wouldn't want him around, right? Like he was really helpful on this mission and it was really interesting to, to have him there. But mm-hmm. I that doesn't mean I would sleep at night if he was on the same ship as me, you know, so. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm rewatching it. It's not a I blaster. Like- it's, it's actually a bullet. They didn't mess it up. Okay. <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. I'm sorry. That was bugging me. I had to go back and check. Oh, I like it. You're like, let me just clarify this right that now. Was, I, I didn't want to lie to everybody, so I was wrong. It's it, he yeah. didn't shoot a blaster bullet. There was nothing. It was a slug thrower. So that's good. That's that an impressive shot like- for a bullet, though. We don't that's an impressive that. shot. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it was like clearly shot in like Hawaii or what was supposed to look like Hawaii. So he'll mm-hmm. be fine. He'll just you know find mm-hmm. a beach. It kind of had that scarif yeah. look to it, just a little bit. Like if Scarif didn't have so much damn water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's also interesting because we've we've only seen a few times where we've seen vehicles in Star Wars with wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Rogue One, which that was looked very similar to the the, the prison transport it did, uh, yeah. that um, um what's her name was on. Jen was on. Um, in it but yeah it was very unusual to see you yeah. know wheeled vehicles mm-hmm. in the star wars universe well oh, and i and talked that- to someone recently who was doing a set visit while they were doing this episode who said that it was literally just the wheels like that it, like everything else was like put in later it was wheels and then like a platform above the wheels for like the action to take place and that's oh all God. that was there on the day that they did this set visit everything else in there was was added in and i think they did a really amazing job because it looks yeah, yeah. And, and we got to talk about the ending where moff gideon is on a ship and he gets the transmission from dinjarin because you can see the fear in gideon's face like oh shit you're still alive i forgot about you <laughs> like, yeah like here we go crap yeah. yes so I'm I have a pretty terrible memory and I also don't watch the recap of the pre of the you know cuz I feel it's a bit of a spoiler to know what the show thinks is relevant for me to know. Um so I, I it, the transmission seemed kind of odd, you know? I was like that's sort of an oddly phrased thing for him to say and like is that really that intimidating? But then someone said and I went back and watched chapter 7, it is like word for word what Moff Gideon says to he was, him. He was rubbing it in his face as well. Yeah, and I just totally mm-hmm. missed that. But I could tell that Moff Gideon was like salty about it. So I I, yeah. I, I knew yeah. I had missed something, but I think that's pretty amazing. I like that. Well, another thing, I, I this is kind of interesting, the, you know, bringing everything back that the episode last season where Din takes off his helmet mm-hmm. was almost the exact same episode in this season where Din takes off his helmet. Yeah. Um, and last season they had like a, a loophole as to why he, he could remove his helmet mm-hmm. and it'd be fine. It was, you know, uh, IG 
yeah, uh, IG eleven. IG eleven um, wasn't a living thing, so therefore he could see his face, and it was perfectly within. Mm-hmm. This is one where it wasn't. There was no loophole. It was just like, oh crap, yeah. I got to get this done, and there's only one way I can do this. He he basically broke his creed. Yeah, because I mean, he Kevin Mayfield makes a comment. Well, there's no witnesses, so you're good. And then, but Mayfield still saw him. Like that's the thing. So. But well, and I like the time, whole discussion they had, which is the discussion I want to have with the writers or whatever, which in the in the truck, you know, is like, so can you not show your face or can you not take off your helmet? Yeah. Like, which one is it? And what, you know, yeah. and then, yeah, when push comes to shove, if you if you'll give it up, then you, that makes you the same as all of us, you know? Well, this season, they've kind of been touching on the helmet thing off and on because the episode with Bo-Katan, he every time a Mandalorian takes his helmet off, he's like, "You're not Mandalorian. You can take your helmet." Like, what? What are you? What? And then you find out he's a part of Death Watch, and yeah. you know. But even Death Watch could take their helmets off during Clone Wars, so that doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. Um, but it's 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 like he's starting to have these revelations. Like, whoa, why is everybody else doing it? Why can't I? Like, you know, what's going on? So, I think that's going to come into effect also or that's going to have some kind of effect on on his outlook on it going forward mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i uh, think well definitely oh go ahead no i was just agreeing go ahead yeah um now moving forward into next week's episode mm-hmm. what are you guys expecting uh because there didn't seem to be a lot of questions and we still seem to have a ton of questions and a a ton of possibilities of stuff that could happen because nothing was really answered in this in this uh, episode. Right. I mean, really, nothing was answered in this episode, and so we have a huge amount of of possibilities of stuff that could go down in next episode. Um, I mean, what are you guys expecting? Other than another great episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I I certainly, I had a whole list of things I wanted to happen in this one. Like, I want to know how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc. I wanted there to be like all this sort of like buddy, buddy, you know, conversations on on Slave One, on the transport or something like that. I don't think we're going to get those answers, period. Um, Someone said to me that they think, you know, Razor Crest, RIP. So uh, he needs a new ship. They were like, probably Boba Fett will die and he'll just have Slave One for the rest of the series. No, no. I speaking of Slave One, I did like um, how when they're in the cargo section, how you see the ship turn around them so that they're never like falling. You know, yeah, that was kind of a cool little little effect. I thought it's like, okay, how does that work? Like, oh, okay, that's cool. It must have been part of the wing assembly because the wings always stayed the same way. Also, yeah, whichever way the ship goes, they stay level. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I think, Do you think we'll get any more surprises next episode as far I think as so. like... I, I think so, because we had the episode where he took Grogu to Tython and made contact with a Jedi, we assume. Mm-hmm. That Jedi's got to pop up, you know what I mean? Like, so... I could we get do we think... Do you think we could see the know. appearance of a certain person that happens to be looking behind you? Which one? Because I've got three back there. The poster. The poster? Oh, Thrawn. Uh, no, I think they're going to end up saving that because he, we got this big dump from Lucasfilm last week uh, and then they announced the, the Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka live action series. And they said that they're going to culminate with Mandalorian. They're happening congruently or concurrently with 
uh, Mandalorian, and they're going to end in this big three-way crossover event, this big cinematic event. Mm. That's when you're going to see Thrawn. I think the Ahsoka series is going to be, because they said the, the epilogue of Rebels, where she meets up with Sabine to go find Ezra from Rebels, is after her appearance in Mandalorian. Okay. So I think that's what that series is going to be. They're, they're going to go find Ezra and then Rangers of the New Republic is going to get called in at some point. Like you're going to build up these characters and Rangers, this big crew. And Ahsoka's going to realize she's in over her head. She's going to call in Rangers of the New Republic to fight Thrawn and Ezra and Mando's going to be there and it's going to be freaking nuts. Sorry, I had to go off. I had to go off for a second. Yeah, so that's a few seasons away, all of that, as opposed to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you don't think that next season's big baddie is going to be Thrawn no. for the Mandalorian? No, Not I don't think so. I think for Ahsoka. I mean, I yeah. think that's going to be hers. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah that, that would make sense. So who do you think the Jedi that we see that we that we get will be? Because there's oh. been rumors, there's been theories. Um, I've heard Ezra mm -hmm. name mentioned. Uh, I've heard Luke. Um, see, see, Luke makes the most sense. Yeah, but they're not gonna recap. Luke, they're not gonna yeah, I, well, yeah, but uh, uh, there's got to be other Jedi out there, and and and, and here's yeah. the thing: I, I keep seeing Mace Windu pop up a lot too. I think that mm -hmm. I, I think even on our podcast two weeks ago, we were talking about Mace Windu quite a bit, and we thought it'd be cool if he popped up mainly because of his relationship with Boba Fett, because yeah. Mace killed Jango and Boba wants all that revenge and everything, you know, everything like, that, which would be a really cool dynamic considering Boba just told. Dinjarin, you know, we're with you until you get the kid back. But if you've got to give the kid to Mace Windu, now Boba has to go against his code. You know what I'm saying? Like it'd be a really cool yeah. like dynamic to see those two face off again. But uh I don't it's not gonna be Mace. Uh no, I'm, I, if I'm yeah. betting anything, it's gonna be Luke. Mm -hmm. and, and now there's been talk now, and I know that um even Mark Hamill has talked about um what's his name? Um Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan doing do doing the role. He, he um, I, like I'm not big on recasting Luke. Yeah, I'm not big on recasting Luke. I'm not. I hate it. But you you shave that guy up and you cut his hair. He's damn it if he does not look like Luke from Return of the Jedi. I'm not yeah. playing. Hmm. Yeah, it's and I mean you could even and it's not something that. I'm a, necessarily a fan of deep fake because it's hit or miss with doing the uh, facial. Yeah, the deep fake, face, the deep fake thing. Because I mean, you really get into the uh, the uncanny valley stuff well, there. Yeah, I really hope look, they don't do that. If you look at what ILM did with Rogue One with Tarkin and Leia, and you yeah. put it next to somebody else just deep faked it on their own home computer, and the deep fake straight looks like peter cushing standing there you could you could tell on rogue one that that wasn't peter cushing right but yeah. you couldn't tell what the deep fake it it straight looked like he was standing it it, it was creepy and not like not like uh canny valley creepy but it was just like he's here like he's back so yeah. maybe i don't know man i i have all the faith in john and dave at this point though yeah so whatever they decide to do i'm on board with it yeah, yeah. I kind of like to see them put off and maybe just because I don't know how I feel about what they'll do and stuff, but I'm perfectly happy if they put off the whole Jedi part of the storyline a whole nother season. You know, we didn't make a whole lot of progress on it this season. No. I feel like you could very easily get through another eight episode season and just be like, eh, like little dabbles here. An another name that has popped up is, and I can never pronounce the guy's character's name. It was the character off of the, uh, the Jedi Fallen Order. 
Calcestis? Yeah, that's Calcestis. A that's yeah. another name that has popped up. If he's still uh, alive. Yes. We don't know if he is or not. Um, Depends on how good or bad you are at the game, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that would be kind of a, I mean, that would be another like really, really dark, uh, deep dive there for, yeah. for Canon Nerd. You know, and what's, to, and what's cool is the actor for him, you could just bring him in. Yeah. I am. That's the thing, you know? So, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be right. Yeah. I mean, did they go with one? Did they go with Luke and go with a character that everyone knows? Like mm-hmm. everyone knows, like whether you know, it doesn't matter if the only thing if the only thing you've seen is the movies. Everyone knows Luke, um, but not as many people know Cal Kestis. Not many right. people know Ezra. And it'd be um, a good way to bring him into a more mainstream media too, where people are seeing him more and get more exposure on the character. Because mm-hmm. I've been hearing the word uh, verse getting thrown around. Because yeah. all of his characters are basically popping up from like Clone Wars and Rebels. They're all popping yeah. up in Mandalorian as live action, and it's just glorious. And <laughs> and and they're talking they're they're talking about a, a, a Filoni verse. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. So far, so good. For those of us who weren't already on uh, believers, so yeah. I see what you did there. Uh huh. <laughs> 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 Now I'm the believer, I guess. That's what it was. It made a believer out of me. Honestly, because yes. it's interesting because I, I do like this show. I find it very compelling. Um, and, and doing this podcast for season two has definitely made me watch it with a really analytical eye. Um, and mm-hmm. honestly, this was the first episode, what, chapter 15, where I have liked it the first time. I have definitely liked it on first viewing as opposed to been like, Hmm, where does that fit in? And I need to think about all these different things and let me watch it again. Once the whole season's over this one, I was just like, and maybe it was, you know, the, the action sequences. I know part of it was just the really interesting choices, uh, you know, that either the writers or Bill Burr made for, for comedy, um, you know, seeing Pedro Pascal's face instead of just having to like, I mean, he does a very good job, letting me know what he's thinking when I can't see his face, but it's also just really nice. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and also, I mean, since I'm, I'm the one that usually does it, I'm definitely going to choose the thumbnail for our posts as the Kara and, and Fennec with their huge guns, you know, just up on the hill, like all coordinated. Cause that was just an amazing shot. I don't even remember what they were talking about, but I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. How long do you guys want to see this show go? Okay. Hmm. Because it's, it's, it's one of those shows where you don't want to see it just peter out and you never get a good ending. You want it to have a solid ending to the story. Rebels went four seasons, had a great solid ending. Clone Wars went seven seasons. You had to go back and get its ending, but it still had a solid ending. Uh, and, and Resistance didn't get that final season. And it kind of yeah. felt jarring when it ended after two seasons. So how long do you want this to go? I would say think it'll go. No more than five seasons. I think five seasons is a good, a good, a good number. Um, especially if they have a, if they did with what they did with, and I'm going to cross streams here, what they did with Babylon five, mm. where they had a set ending. They, you know, he had, uh, Shredinsky had everything planned out from the beginning of this is the start. This is the end. And everything is laid out. If they have that with Mandalorian, then I think five seasons would be a good, a good run. Yeah. Um, yeah especially it. That sounds about right to me. Yeah. 
Because I don't yeah, think you're wrong. I don't want it to turn into like the last season of Game of Thrones or like mm-hmm. 95 things happen in every single episode because uh, we know Star Wars, uh, Disney Star Wars at least, seems to have a, a predilection to do such things, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just it's just one of those things where I, I, I want to see a certain number of things happen and I like the pace that they're doing it now. So yeah, five seasons of, of this pace seems about right for that. But if they decide to get, I mean, with once we get into crossovers and all this stuff that got announced, now I'm just like, I'm so scared. I'm not going to like be around yeah. to see it all because I want, I want to see all of these things. Mm-hmm. One thing I would like to see happen is, I think it would be kind of interesting if all of these different shows that we have coming out, so like Mandalorian, Ahsoka, um, Rogue Squadron, um, which is a movie, um, Range of the New Republic if all of these culminate and end at just before Force Awakens. So if they all go through and they all kind of, so as you watch the series through, the series is through, Mm -hmm. you can end the last of the series and then boom, you're right into Force Awakens. Makes sense. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. You got, you got 30 years to cover there though. I mean, mean, 25 25 from Mandalorian now. So yeah, yeah, you still got 25 years to cover. And honestly, if you do five seasons of five shows, you're there. Yeah. So, I mean, if you do a season a year, if you, if you do that math, you're there. But this is what I have to ask you guys. Yeah. Um, And we're going to, or we're going to, we'll talk about this on my other show, but I just want to get your thoughts. What is the, what, what is of all the new shows and movies that they announced? What's the one that you, most looking forward to oh oh help me obi-wan kenobi you have my only hope i'm so stupid excited for obi-wan um so i'm not supposed to tell nobody this uh but i got to see the footage from the obi-wan thing that they didn't show during the investors call and it looks awesome they don't have anything shot yet it's all basically concept art and they were talking to hayden and you and but it they had concept that's art. what got me yeah they had concept out, art of one and and, and and vader fighting again they have concept art of that they've got can- concept art of of, of uh, vader hunting down jedi as vader like it's i i've i'm like infinitely more excited for obi-wan than i what what was i heard when i heard that that hayden christensen was coming back it was I was just like, oh, oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much you can do. You can do flashback scenes because Hayden doesn't yeah. look that much different that you couldn't do a flashback scene and still yeah. have Hayden. Yeah. You you could do um, flashbacks to Clone Wars and you could show, you know, new scenes from Clone Wars that we've never seen. Or you could even do some live action versions of stuff we've already seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it would just... I think it'd be awesome to see something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Going back and rewatching the prequels uh, earlier this year, I do have a serious respect for Ewan McGregor's acting chops and oh, yeah. Alec Guinan, you know, beard stroking impression and all of that, which they then had to draw into the Clone Wars, which I love. Um, yeah. So yeah, more Ewan McGregor, you know, more ginger beard. I'm all for it. Um, uh, honestly, I'm the most excited about the Rangers show, even though I don't mm-hmm. think there's very much information out there about it. Because I yeah. like, like, I, it's come up a couple of times on this podcast, right? I like those characters, right? I know Dave Filoni's one of them, so it probably won't be Trapper Wolf, but I like 
those people who are going about doing their jobs and they don't have a famous last name and they don't aren't like yes. in the you know not they're not in the room where it happens or whatever but like these guys are out there doing their work so it's you know the, the these guys uh Carson Teva or whatever out there you know taking reports and getting getting lied to by the magistrate or whatever that the razor crest is here and you know yeah. doing his job For- and out what's they're going basically on. they're basically the red shirts of the rebellion right yeah, exactly. yeah. the lower decks i don't know if you watched that show but it's, it's yeah it's yes show. yeah um and i have me there's like all different ones right there's the correctional officer who was um you know the guy who voiced uh matt lantner or whatever that voice yeah matt lantner so there's there's people like that who are the one guy on a on a prison transport there's you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that there's some sort of like wildlife officer who's, you know, maybe taking reports about all those ice spiders that were killed and that crate dragon. <laughs> that was you know, I want those stories. So to me, the pat- join the rebellion, they said, you'll see the universe. They said, <laughs> Sit yeah. clean it up, spider guts off the ground. <laughs> exactly. So like the, the potential in that universe is so high that I'm excited yeah. that it's going to get explored. I have no idea if that's at all the, where it's going to go. Cause I feel like they haven't announced anything. But that show is really exciting to me. And I hope for me, and it's just because I'm a geek for like all the old, you know, the, the you know, the, the fighter squadrons and stuff like that. So for me, hearing Rogue Squadron coming coming out, and I did you see the uh, the little te- not teaser, but the uh uh with the director talking yeah. about her history with her father mm-hmm. and how her father was a, a fighter pilot and was killed in action. And how she never, she always wanted to make a movie that was kind of about that, but never had, never could find the right script and never could find the right story. And, and then she said, uh, now I finally found something that gets both of my loves, both of my passions. As she puts on a helmet and she turns around and you see an X-Wing sitting in the yes. car park. And as she walks to get in the car, I'm like. Putting on an and, orange jumpsuit as she's walking. Oh yeah. yeah. And you notice that the, the music they did was almost a combination yeah. of. Of like Top Gun with mm-hmm. the the with piano. The Star Wars. That... I have goosebumps. Yeah. You guys describing it's, it. Oh, I have to go watch it. Cool. I totally missed yeah, that. Go go yeah. check out her Twitter because it's on. She released that Twitter like the second the announcement. Was okay. <laughs> but yes, did you notice they're was, not I, calling it Rogue Squadron, a Star Wars story? They're calling it Rogue Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah, Rogue Squadron. Which is the way I think it should have been from the get go with these damn movies. And I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping this takes place after jedi so yeah. it's new republic and dennis lawson yes. is commander is comes Wed- back as commander wedge Antilles, oh. head of rogue squadron yes like even if you don't ever see him in x-wing just to you know just to have him as like the head of the squadron mm-hmm. and like the command commanding officer oh and also if they bring in any of the characters from the original rogue squadron books yes like if dude. they bring mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, you need to talk to Richard J because he is a huge Rogue Squadron fan. Oh yeah, uh, I, I could uh, not to get graphic on the show because I I don't want to get too bad, but I could hear the blood rushing to a certain part of his body from across the ocean when they made that announcement. Like it was, he was that excited for it, and and you need yes. to go talk to him about that because he's he yeah. was tweeting the author of those old Rogue Squadron books the second that announcement came out and he was like I didn't know anything about this I found out when you guys did like wow. this is awesome though yeah because those were some of my favorite books during that during, you know of the old uh, the legends was I love the Rogue Squadron books and yeah finally yeah having them having them back and have you know hearing that again yes that was just like oh 
because I even mentioned in my old podcast that that would be a great, you know, TV series or a movie to do yeah. a Rogue Squadron. Squadron. Yeah, initially I said TV series, but making it a movie is also pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, anyway, on that a lot too. The the whole starfighter aspect of everything because they've been doing the alphabet squadron novels they did the squadrons game and now they're doing rogue squadron for the movie like they're they're really focusing on that heavy right now yeah. for some reason Interesting. well before we get out of here uh we have a uh, i have a made a pretty major announcement to make here concerning i guess you could say the future of this show the future of what's going to happen after next week um Obviously, we're going to be breaking for the holidays with all of our shows, uh, all of my shows um, coming up pretty soon. But starting next year, I am officially announcing the return of a show I've had a while back, uh, never really got off the ground. It is a show, a little show I'm calling Nerdy Observations. Um, we're going to be talking about all the other stuff uh, outside of Star Wars comic books, Star Trek, sci-fi, uh, anything nerdy, anything geeky. Um, we're going to be talking about it and there'll be more details to come in the weeks in the weeks to come as I kind of roll out how everything's going to work and kind of the format of the show. And um, so be looking for news of that in the coming weeks as we kind of start rolling stuff out. But that will be in 2021, uh, which hopefully will be a lot better than 2020. <laughs> it's a low bar, but I think. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's great. I'm excited. Solar Flare could cook the planet at this point, and we'd still be better than what this past year was. Yes, true. Uh, anyway, well, that will do it for us this week. Uh, Brian, since you are, uh, we're here the last few weeks, why don't you take us, uh, for, start out by letting us know where people can find you. Okay, so you guys can find me on the Star Wars Canon Podcast airing every Saturday night on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Anchor, and CastBox about 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, the video version will be released on the YouTube channel 7 p.m. Sunday night, so it takes me a day to get that all edited together. Uh, we've got a Discord server now. You guys can go check that out. The link for that is on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, you guys check out the Facebook page, Star Wars Canon Podcast. Follow on Twitter at Star Wars, uh, I'm sorry, at SW Canon Podcast. Uh, and then uh, we've also got a Patreon account and uh, the mobile app. So definitely go check out the mobile app on Google Play. Uh, and Melissa, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Melissa Truth and also many underscore scientists. Um, I'm hoping to put together a Science of Star Wars podcast next year. I'm getting ready to head out to sea for a couple of months. So it'll have to be March at least. But uh, uh, my love for Star Wars and nerdy stuff uh, about it never goes away. Um, oh, I do also want to report that I have a new favorite line. I know I've been signing off the podcast with Dank Farrick, but I think at least for today, it's a, uh, let's get a drink, brown eyes. Brown eyes who? <laughs> brown eyes Skywalker. Right. Yes, I yeah. saw that meme, but yes. I have not uh, seen I, I'll for that. Uh, you can find me personally at uh, johntolly3930 at gmail.com. You can email me there. You can also... Find me on Twitter at John Mark Tully one because I'm, of course, the number one John Mark Tully on Twitter. Number one. Uh, you can find me each and every week also on 
can't remember the name of my own show. <laughs> um, oh. War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. I had a brain fart. I hate when that happens. Um, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. And one job. I have one job. One job. Um, and you can email the show at that was the way 2020. And also that was at that was the way 2020 on Twitter and the Facebook page. That was the way and then the Mandalorian and after show. Oh, our Twitter is, I think that was the way one, if I remember. That was the way one. Okay. I yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's um, been one of those years. People have man, clearly found so us bad. if they're yeah. listening to this. So it's okay. Um we will see you all next week for the final episode of The Mandalorian and the final episode, at least of 2020, of That Was The Way, a Mandalorian after show. Until next week, let's get a drink, brown eyes. <laughs>